For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Parental discretion is advised. This show is brought to you by Slice on Broadway. Supporting Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza, SliceOnBroadway.com. And listeners like you, support this show at Patreon.com slash Wrestling Mayhem Show. Just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait, just wait. Hey guys, it's the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter of Mayhem Studio here in Pittsburgh, PA. Just uh, 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 miles away from where Bruno San Martino grew up in his neighborhood, in his childhood home with the Dan Marino family. Holy crap, that's what I learned today. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on that a little bit later. Uh, but with me, we got a hell, hell, hell of a crew today covering three different time zones. Mayhem nationwide. First of all, with us, he's coming at us from California. California! Not California, PA, as we usually have. Alex Cars, Power to the Smarts on Twitter. How you doing, sir? Hey, I'm doing good. I had no idea Dan Marino was from Pittsburgh. There you go. All this time, I thought he was from uh, Miami. <laughs> People are usually not from the town they play hey, for. I don't get out much. That's my excuse. You know what's really going to mess with you? Ben, ben, ben uh, Roethlisberger is, uh, went to Miami of Ohio. Okay, now you're just trolling me, sorry. Yeah, a little bit. A little Miami bit. in Ohio. <laughs> And also from Floodtown, USA, it's Bobby F. J-Town. Hey, uh, I actually had an interview with uh, Ray Finkel today, which that didn't go very well. No, no, not very well. No, no. no. Lace is out. Also with us from San Antonio, Texas, he is the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling down that way. He is Eamon Payton. Hair. Hello, Sorg. I have nothing witty to say. <laughs> nothing witty to say, he said. I, I came so unprepared. I'm so sorry. Welcome. We just say, hey, get in here. Um, and with us, uh, he was on the Indie Mayhem show uh, just uh, a few weeks ago uh, with us in Meadville, PA at IWC Wrestling. Um, it's a big event up there. BC Steel joins us, uh, manager extraordinaire to the stars. That is me. And I'm not trying to brag or anything, but uh, I kissed Lois Einhorn. Props to anybody who gets that reference. There you plunger. go. There you go. Also has a podcast, uh, one uh, SF podcast. Yeah, if you want right to go check that here. out. What do you talk about on the podcast? Uh, I talk about life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness. Oh. Uh, I, I try to keep it under 30 minutes. I am a novice, a, a, a newbie. A, a, I pale in comparison to you. But, you know, I'm trying. So uh, give it a listen. It's not going to take you very long. Mayhem Nation, go check it out and give them some feedback. Uh, so this is your Wrestling Mayhem Show. Uh, you can check us out uh, if you uh, stumbled across us at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. Subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, and all the other places. Streaming on the405media.com. Thank you to them for still carrying us, apparently. Um, and also, please uh, uh, join us and communicate with us with your uh, voice and your finger pieces and all kinds of ways. 412-206-WMS0 is the hotline. 
feel free to call us after pay-per-views that have really pissed you off. If you're drinking while watching the pay-per-views but not driving, I don't recommend that part. Please do that. Also, good times at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. At WrestlingMayhemShow.com. And you can join us uh, online at Mayhem Show on the Twitters as well as Wrestling Mayhem Show, a great Facebook group, and the Facebook page itself where we are actually posting a lot of videos, including um, including uh, this show, Indie Mayhem Show, Raw Wrap Ups, uh, our video we had today with uh, Bruno San Martino, uh, the big dedication in South Oakland, his childhood home uh, for a new sign that was going in there. So we got to talk to him briefly, as well as Dan Marino. Actually, if you listen to the Indie Mayhem show, we have the legendary Les Thatcher. Plus, we're going to put in the interview uh, from Bruno Sammartino and Dan Marino will be on there as well for a small clip. Uh, so it was pr- plus Amon will be there, too. Uh, it is the <laughs> most star studded Indie Mayhem show I think we've ever done. Uh, so uh, yeah. please. All, all, the, all the stars, Bruno Sammartino, Les Thatcher, me. Yeah, yeah. We, we talked about commentary <laughs> for a while, Amon. So. You know, you know, you got this. This is just let me in with those guys. Yeah, yeah, you're good. You're good, man. You know, it's just it's 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 it just ri- it raises you up. It raises your game, man. <laughs> and is my favorite indie wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> I should ask him who his favorite rest- Randy wrestler was. Uh, but anyways, um, and also thank you to our Patreon supporters. Hey, Alex Cars, he's one of them over here, uh, as well as uh, the WrestlingRevolution.net. Wait, is there a the in that? Did I write this wrong? Um, uh, 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 Mr. Mr. Antonio Garza from over there. Uh, Diggity! as well as ed burke and the matthew and jennifer carlin's foundation for podcast betterment that's so much easier for me to do when i have it written down in front of me i gotta point that out uh you guys can support the show as well patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show um or even it's okay just share the show uh rate it on wherever you find it we're now on google play uh our google music google play music whatever they call it i'm still figuring out how to market that part of things uh but please go go subscribe to it share with your friends if they're uh, android uh, uh users or anything like that and help us get a little bit of boost on a new platform over there all right let's get into our first topic yeah take a breath there was a lot that was impressive <laughs> that was very impressive. uh yeah, and I'm, I'm a little bit I, I got a little bit of a cold so so um, um i'm running out of the oxygen so the new era and and we've this is the first pay-per-view the payback of the new era. That's uh, what we've been hearing about in all the marketing and, 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 and discussion and everything like that and, and people's opinions on that. Um, but I thought well, we'll start with Alex so I can take a breather here. Um, you had an interesting comparison between the new era and and uh, uh, another era of, of that you were thinking of. Can you, can, you, can you tell us about that to start us off? Oh, are you I going? think Alex is. Al- of course. <laughs> Of course, Sorry, that's what it is. He's back. Put your pants on, Alex. I got. I need you to say something. I was. I, I, I missed what the question was. Oh, I was so, just asking about the uh, new era comparison that you you wanted to share with right. us from yes, Slack. Okay. Um. So okay, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> um. So I've been reading a couple uh, ebooks on on Amazon about the sort of the new generation. So it's sort of like that, the, the era right around, like right, kind of right before the Attitude Era. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't help but make some comparisons between those years and like kind of what we're looking at 
in recent years in the product. Kind of like a combination of stuff like the decline, declining ratings, uh, kind of uh, in general, the product seemed to be more stale kind of in the years before the Attitude Era and the Monday Night War and all that. Uh, 95 was especially bad because that was obviously the year that WCW decided to compete with WWF uh, by having Monday Nitro. So, so it was just interesting kind of seeing the difference. And one of the, I think the biggest comparison I found between then and now was the insistence of creative and most notably Vince to definitely push someone in particular despite the reaction from the crowd. In 95, it was uh, Mabel as the king of the ring and everything that went on after that. And obviously now we're looking at something uh, maybe not the exact same, but kind of a similar situation with Roman Reigns. Just in terms of like everyone's booing him. Nobody likes the idea of, of him being champion. And Vince is like, nope, I already gave you guys. Does that mean I threw you guys? It's like I threw you guys a bone with Daniel Bryan. So, does that mean the Shield is men on a mission? Um, Ooh, maybe. Wow. Who would be Oscar in that scenario? Uh, Dean Ambrose. I was going to go oh, Dean, yeah, Ambrose Dean Ambrose too. Ambrose. Yeah. yeah, he needs to start rapping on the way to the ring. I'd pay good money. He has a bit. That's what Mitch is for. Uh, wow. Um, <laughs> Mitch is for. And, 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 and that's a pretty interesting comparison. I mean, obviously, I think the scale is different because, like, WB is still a huge money-making corporation, even more so than 95. Um, oh, yeah. Like, you can almost say a too-big-to-fail kind of situation at this point. Uh, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, I, I'd agree with that. Uh, the only big kind of, like, stark difference, I think, when it comes to comparing those two eras is – to, in my opinion, in the current era that we're in, we still have a, a big reliance on old, older, like big name talents. Mm-hmm. You know, not just your, you know, not just the ones that retire like in Austin or Michaels, but like John Cena, Brock Lesnar, guys that, you know, show up every once in a while because, well, that's going to be the big draw. Chris Jericho. In, in yeah, in, in the new, yeah, like a, to a lesser degree, Chris Jericho. Like in the new generation era, you didn't really have that. Like you, you, you know, cause obviously Hogan left, Savage left, like all these big name talents left for WCW. So it wasn't a case that they could, you know, at least have them as a backup plan. They basically but, had to reboot. Yeah. Yeah. They had to just basically say, we're going to go with this, you and, know? And the other thing at yeah. the time is a lot of the old guys were being pushed out at the time. It says it's time for new stuff. And, and I think, I, you know, the more I hear about that, the more I hear about, like, I think that lent to WCW's poaching of this talent and being mm-hmm. able to prop themselves up. Yeah. And yeah. I and I think, you know, and I'm glad Eamon brought that point up about the older stars, like how now we're still kind of relying on them. And I think we're almost, I've, with the way they've been promoting this new era, like, I think it'll be interesting to see if they... Because in some degrees we've seen a lot, a little bit, I would say a bit more reliance on on newer stars, especially coming out of NXT. So I yeah. think we're starting to maybe get closer to that part of the the similarities, if you will, like the idea of like actually pushing the younger, uh, fresher talent and 
and in some ways it's kind of out of a, it's out of a similar necessity. Uh, instead of it being the older stars being pushed out because of contracts, it's the injury issue. Yeah. Like John Cena, like we're finding out now that he'll be back starting Memorial Day, but he was basically out for a little while. And so that kind of helped kind of force some issues with that. Yeah, I just feel like there's a real sense of like reliance in that case. Like, mm-hmm. like I look at Mania, and besides Roman Reigns, who really got featured that hasn't reached a, a certain you know level of stardom in the career yet? You know, yeah. like yeah. Other than other than him, I can't really think of one. Mm-hmm. I think there's another yeah. difference with the '95 and now is there's no viable number two. And as much as I would love Impact Wrestling and Ring of Honor to be on national TV, the WWE has 99.99% of the market share. They also have their secondary product, the network. Their merchandise does very, very well. I mean, you've seen the New Day sells out of their stuff multiple times over and over. So selling T-shirts in cereal boxes for like $40. And (laughs) horns on their their head. That is what is selling out. And I don't know if they make a million dollars. They should. But there's no viable number two, so it's almost as if WWE can do whatever they want, and they're going to have a core group that is going to watch no matter what. You could put, you know, a, a chicken and a horse in the ring, and people are going to watch it because it's WWE. Well, maybe not a chicken Somebody and a horse. Uh oh. No, 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 Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> oh, I just, I just, Bobby, I know. just cued it up. Listen but, to gold if you want to know. <laughs> there goes um, those Patreons. That's going to rise, but. But no, but that's the thing where WWE has almost been able to kind of do whatever they want because who's going to stop them? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. they're like, I think sort of brought up a good point there in that mentality of like, we're, we're going to be the top dog. Like, you know, it's not, you know, is our ratings down? Yes. Are, you know, certain aspects of their business down? Yes. But they're not going anywhere. You know what I mean? So I think, I feel like that's kind of the mentality right now. Plus, like like you were saying, and the new generation had Bret Hart, they had The Undertaker, they had Shawn Michaels. Those three pretty much drove the, the that era. Yeah, you know, like Stone Cold didn't really come until the Attitude Era. Really, um, he kind of came in at the end of that. But um, yeah, but like now, like everybody, everybody was saying it's Roman Reigns, maybe Seth Rollins when he comes back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Seth Rollins was injured. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, and, and John Cena. I mean, but John Cena was part of the last ten years. Yeah, I felt, and I, I don't want to jump into payback or anything like that, obviously. But like, I really been feeling bad as a like for Dean Ambrose. I know one of the ladies in Mayhem show they kind of talked about, it, but like, God, like he was at one point like getting the biggest pops out of anyone on the show. Mm-hmm. And I watched his match with Jericho at the pay per view, and the crowd didn't really care. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Like he should know. be stone cold. He should be stone cold. He was for a while like, there. Like the reaction should be stone cold when he comes out. Uh, his it, him. He was being booked as stone cold for a while, and, and I don't know what misses on this. Is it the situations they're putting him in? Is it the booking in this thing? Um, but uh, it 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 seems like it should be a no brainer. And when we have hardcore Dean Ambrose fans on this show that have you know the most hardcore fans I know saying, eh, "I'm done," you know, I, I I don't know what's happening, you know. It's yeah. it, it's not him. It can't, it can't be him, right? 
Um, so I don't know. He's almost book more silly than he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they bill him as lunatic fringe. He's almost kind of like the the crazy uncle that's funny, but you don't think he's gonna you know break anything in your house. Where yeah. he should be the kind of like, oh god, he's coming. Let's bolt down the furniture because he might rip it up. He should that be type. the the thing that's missing from him is the danger aspect. Agreed. Like there's an implied danger they keep talking about. Yeah, but he doesn't like dirty deeds people out of nowhere. He's not kicking like, stand. Think, you know, I don't know if that's a case of like I, I don't want to blame it on PG because I'm not the guy to be like, oh screw PG. But like I don't think a character like Dean Ambrose necessarily works in that kind of environment. Mm-hmm. Like if you watch old like John Moxley promos or like. Even stuff when he was like in in developmental as Dean Ambrose, where he was you know cutting promos about his you know abusive childhood and, and was really passionate and and drawing off of like really dark kind of things. Like that's the kind of Dean Ambrose I like. That's the kind of Dean Ambrose I can invest in. The guy who's I, I know we all made fun of it last night and, and thought it was great, but like the whole making jokes about having a potted plant, like. Mm-hmm. You know, that's good for a little while, but it's not going to sustain anything. Is there has a name? His I, name is Mitch. <laughs> I want to. I want to hold. I want to put a pin in that that bit about Dean Ambrose and PG era because I want to bring it to when we talk about Camp WWE later in the show because uh, mm-hmm. I have a little bit of an idea about that. And I'm wondering what that's going to open a door to uh, because there's been a little bit of discussion about that as well. Um, any other I thoughts have, about this new era? Payback, uh, Raw in general. I have one but, more about Dean Ambrose. Okay, go ahead. Um. I, I was I, I read something today. Somebody said uh, how Dean has like pretty much the same move set as does Roman Reigns, mm-hmm. but lately it seems like Dean's just going through the motions. And Roman Reigns can actually have had had a, a really good match of payback. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and Dean just, it just feels like Dean's just going through the motions. I don't know why that is, but it just he has like a generic move set or I don't know. There's something look at that, the opponents. I say look at the opponents. Look at the yeah. lineup. I mean, what what can could Dean have put out differently against Brock? Something yeah. was missing from that match too. You know, again, didn't go as far as the felt the match was supposed to go, right? Agreed. And I, mean, I and I think Brock is a guy that you had Austin where he could go up against Taker, a guy who's bigger yeah. than him, theoretically the underdog, but can just pull out non stops. And Austin did a lot of kick punch. Mm-hmm. But it was the the veracity and the violence that he did it with. Yeah. And it's kinda like with Dean Ambrose. The build up to Mania was he came down with a wagon and had what they refer to as toys. Mm-hmm. I don't think you should be considering barbed wire toys. They should sell the point, and this is a commentary aspect, I guess, but hey, this guy's insane. Like, we're terrified to be out here right now instead of, ah, there's Dean Ambrose. He's going to, ah, that little rascal, oh, that type of silly. thing. silly. Yeah. yeah, and even, like, the point where everything tees got swatted away. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he didn't even use the stuff yeah. they gave him. It's, it's, and then, I mean, I, I don't know. It was just at the end, of, like, the end of the match, Brock just beat him and then, like, blew a fire extinguisher at him for no reason at the end. And it was like, okay, that's a weird way to, like, it doesn't really do anything for Dean at all. Like, like, I don't know. It, it's the whole thing of, and I think WWE does this sometimes, where if you're going to set something up and put a thought in somebody's mind, you have to deliver on it. So the metaphor I use yeah. is if if you're promised um, something from a, 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 a an encounter of a sexual nature and it's built up and built up and built up and it doesn't happen, you're like, well, wait a minute. Uh, what what was that? So it's it's the wrestling equivalent of blue balls, I guess. You know what's really funny? You know what's really funny? So we pre-recorded our, our interview with Les Thatcher, and that's how he describes wrestling <laughs> in his training is sex. See there? Metaphors. 
Like that is really freaking weird that you just did the is same thing. Uh, so, but but it's right. He, he's completely it's right. True, and it's a way to teach everybody kind of gets their attention. But no, yeah, completely. It felt like re- this was the biggest blue balls of a WrestleMania we we've gotten in ages. It's 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 essentially, hey, honey, when you get home tonight, you're gonna be you know you're gonna be sweating. It's gonna be amazing. I'm gonna rock your world. You get home and she falls asleep. It's like, well, well, but you promised all this stuff and you didn't deliver on it. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's. As much as uh, the new era of WWE with the new talent, I think kind of the culture needs to change with if you promise a stipulation, you need to deliver on it, whether it's the Shane McMahon thing, which and we can, I guess, take an opinion on this. But I think something happened with the Shane and Taker match where going in, they had one idea and then something diverted off because they're building up as Shane could take over Raw and then Shane loses Taker, if you re- if uh, the story goes true, he put his gloves in the ring, meaning he would be retiring, and then he doesn't do the European tour. Now, I could be a conspiracy theorist, but it seemed like they were going to go this route, and then all of a sudden, it went completely different. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of one yeah. of those things where if you're going to promise a stipulation, either deliver on it or don't even bother giving the fans hope. Because we got nothing. We, and, we got no stipulation out. Over, over exactly. stipulized match, nothing other than the cage. And it's kind of the same with Daniel Bryan when they put him in the Royal Rumble that year. Mm-hmm. Why would you put him in the Rumble knowing how much everybody loves him only to take that away? Mm-hmm. Uh, just wait until after the Rumble, let Roman Reigns win, and then go from there. So, I mean, yeah, granted, and, that's and, Fantasy Booker, but... And I don't know if... We, I'm sorry, I don't know if we want to get too much into the pay-per-view, but... Uh, okay. like, I We got that to a like a smaller degree in the main event, I feel at payback because they, you know, they sold this whole thing with styles and gallows and Anderson and fans are going to create expectations in their mind of, Oh, you know, the bullet club is going to form or, or, well, Finn Balor is going to debut and we're going to do this. Like they've built up, you, you've planted stuff to where people can build up those suspicions in their head. So when you don't really fully deliver on that, it, you know, it sours people. I still think it was a phenomenal match, but I think, mm-hmm. I know some people that watched it were soured because nothing happened. I, I think, I, I think, I, and again, as somebody who's watched you know too much wrestling and, and kind of see the writing of the wall, I didn't see payback as anything but a setup for extreme rules, which I like better than WrestleMania and everybody rematches in extreme rules. Okay. Yeah, like I do. I know it's like oh yeah, but it's kind of a, st- a middle step kind of thing. Yeah, and yeah, you're going to see all the same matches at extreme rules. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's the network mentality, but I'm more accepting. It was like, no, that was just like a, a, a payback was more a a Saturday Night's main event to me than a pay per view, and that's yeah. like which is what Roadblock was, which is what you know all these weird interstitial you know special events are because that's what the, all they are special events. Yeah, and at a certain point, we're not going to see the difference between a uh, Extreme Rules Payback special event than a Saturday Night Weird Half Set in Toronto uh, Roadblock. Right? I mean, your house that's rules. everything gets you to the next thing, gets you to the next thing because there is no day, days off. They have to start the next thing. Siri has been taking this entire thing down. What is happening here? That's incredible. Oh, <laughs> if, if anybody would like the transcript of this, please Apparently, send four ninety five. Apple has it, and now so does the NSA. Um, so, they're like, wait, what was he saying about sex? What? Yeah. Les Thatcher. <laughs> what? BC Steele and Les Thatcher had. Oh my God. Les Thatcher, BJ Steele, and Blue Balls. BJ Steele. Whoa. Wait wait a minute. Wait a minute. I use that under an entirely different uh, (laughs) career choice, which, by the way, if you've seen my video, never mind. That's a whole other story. Boy, this thing just went off the rails. Jeez. 
said your responses to vivid.com. Um, but anyways, <laughs> there was a point in here somewhere before Siri distracted me. Um, but, uh, back to payback, Eamon. Yes. Well, I, and I was also going to say that we got the same kind of like that blue balls kind of effect or whatever with the, um, I'm just going to go. I love that we're just rolling with the blue balls. Uh, with the, with the Shane Stephanie segment. Like it was this whole buildup of like, Oh, what's going to happen? Like, are we going to get a brand split again? Like that's a, you know, this has to be for a big read. And then Vince is just like, you're both going to run it. Yeah, any sense. And I, I watched it at a watch party with a few other people, and we were all just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, did, did you get the, I've seen this before? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was more exciting when it was Eric Bischoff and Stone Cold, but I think we've even seen the two of them in this position before. Exactly. I think they do the heel authority figure way too much. It's been done to death. If they do a yeah. brand split, I would love to see Shane McMahon run Raw, Stephanie runs SmackDown and they're completely across the board. And I think that's another problem is if you put the heat on the company, then it's easy for fans to boo or to take over a show because anything that they don't or that they want that they don't get, they're going to think, well, if the company's the heels, then they're the ones controlling everything. So let's boo them. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. kind of the, what you see with the CM Punk chants and, and the everything across that board. Right. Can- can I also point out, and, and I saw this from uh, uh, Brandon's show on Twitter, but just to point out the the, uh, the fallacies of this whole thing, uh, we realized that Vince basically just gave the, the running of his show to the Alliance. You know, the two people <laughs> yeah. that tried to take okay. him out okay, of yeah. business. I was sitting there watching that, that promo on Sunday night. I was saying, so at what point in them taking over, did they just bring back like like WCW is the last half hour of the show and ECW is like the second hour yeah. of the show? Like, can we just do that? And that's actually something kind of different, you know? Uh, yet the same, you know? I was like, yeah, let's try it again. Yeah, it's sixteen years. It's too late, but so was Sting. Um, so, <laughs> so was Sting. someone, someone wake Buff Bagwell up. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, somebody, somebody snag him from that escort service or whatever. What was that Gigolo show he's on? But anyways. Yeah. We got plenty more WWE and probably blue balls to talk about. Speaking of blue balls. Speaking of blue balls. So this one time, this girl, right? We were at my apartment and she kept playing with it. Oh, sorry. Never I'm mind. I'm going to pick a different sponsor to talk about now. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Pizza. Let me tell you. Let me tell you uh, what. I don't even know how to phrase this. That'll make it work. Um, you know who delivers? <laughs> You know who's not going to... You know who delivers and is not going to give you the blue balls of hunger? It's Slice on Broadway. Oh, we're never getting our pizza again. Her friends, SliceOnBroadway.com. And I know they listen now, too. Uh, uh, Check them out. They've been supporting Pittsburgh Podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza. Now residing at PNC Park, the home of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, You can uh, go check them out. They're in Broadway, uh, on the Broadway Avenue here in Beachview, along the tracks or along the Jersey barriers at this point in construction, or over at Carnegie PA down on Main Street, uh, Rico and the guys and the girls. It's a, it's a there's all kinds in there. Um, check them out. Uh, great crew down there. Great pizza. I know people were excited on the north side when they found out Slice on Broadway was moving in there, and uh, and some great stuff. They're 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 gourmet pizzas. I'm not usually one to uh, get into the gourmet pizzas, uh, but these guys have some awesome awesome concoctions that you guys can check out. Uh, I don't know. In fact, ask for the Gonzo as a pizza. I know it's a, as a sub, but they'll make it a pizza. Um, and also, they are they are pizza artists. 
we had a, a, a birthday party for our friend Dutters that was on the Ladies of Mayhem show last week, and uh, and some we requested, can you do like a Hello Kitty pizza? Uh, one, they actually tried to make a dough doll of Hello Kitty, um, and then they didn't. They, they weren't happy with it. I thought it was amazing. There was a dough doll in the form of Hello Kitty, uh, and they went and did a different one. Uh, a completely different concept, but really good crew down there. Awesome. Uh, New Yorker approved from our friend, Mad Mike up there. He lived in the Bronx right down from some really great stuff. I visited it. It was good stuff, uh, but go check them out by the slice. Hence their name. Um, especially if you're checking out the Pittsburgh pirates this season, or if you're coming in town uh, to see your team take on the pirates, Cole Cabana, uh, go check it out. Slice on Broadway, slice on Broadway.com, PGH underscore slice on the Twitter, slice on Broadway on Facebook and the Instagram. And let them know the mayhem sent you. Uh, the pizza, uh, pizza arriving, uh, a related note to that. Let's talk about the arrival of TNA in NXT, uh, that seems <laughs> to, uh, continue. And uh, the news this week, of course, uh, is uh, Eric Young. Uh, they spoiled it as they've been doing. He came out uh, at the NXT tapings, which I think we're going to see in about two weeks, I think I heard. Uh, yeah, I think it's he, this week, isn't it? Is it this week? Uh, he came out to interrupt Samoa Joe. Hmm. Uh, we've also had, of course, James Storm did a small stint and then returned to TNA for some okay. reason. There's some theories, and actually, we got, I think we're getting to one of them in an email here. Um, Sorry about his bad luck. <laughs> and of course, speaking of which, Bobby Roode making an uh, interesting appearance at uh, the last uh, uh, TakeOver special. And uh, Austin Aries, can't forget about him, and the latest champion of Samoa Joe. So obviously, Dixie Carter's master plan is working. <laughs> uh, Riz writes in, before we get into the conversation, I want to get his thoughts in here. Um, he says, let me touch on the uh, TNA NXT WWE for just a tad. If James Storm has nothing to do with this, and I'm thinking there still might be a little truth to that, how do you think he's feeling right now? Do you think there's any regret about resigning, re-signing with TNA? Don't answer that one. We all know the answer about regretting to sign with TNA. Uh, uh, and let's yeah. be even on this one. I don't want to be TNA bashing. I should have had a Garza on this show for this one. Uh, I don't know if he's out there uh, this evening. Um, but uh, but it does look kind of rough. But also you can say now TNA has a lot of openings to do different stuff with new people. Right? Here's the thing. Like, <laughs> Tell me how I, it is, Eamon. I, I am of the opinion – because here's the thing. I know we not TNA and all that stuff because it's, it's the fun thing to do. Uh, but the, the argument is that, you know, well, there's people getting jobs and there's people, you know, working in wrestling and that's always good. And I agree with that. That's, that's, that's a valid argument. But also, I don't know. My opinion changed when those reports came out. Uh, I don't know if you saw them, Sorg, that allegedly TNA owes Bobby Roode and Eric Young up to six figures. Whoa. Wow. I think it was like a hundred grand. Which in that case I don't blame them. Like Yeah. Yeah. You know. I, I, I don't know, you know, the mentality I believe the rumor was that the reason James like James Soul was being offered more money in TNA, which hey, you know, I I guess, but like I don't know, there's I don't know, there's more of a bank I I feel be working for a little less money in NXT. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a little more opportunity there to grow your career beyond just, you know, I'm making more money right now. Obviously, I don't know how that kind of stuff works. I don't, I'm not a wrestler, you know, but I don't know. My, I would have, you know, I feel like James Storm 
thought more in the short term as opposed to the long term. Hmm. Hmm. And there's also, I, I forget what article I was saying. I don't even know if this is true, but it, it, you know, seeing this exodus from TNA, uh, hearing, of course, what we did even on this show with uh, Kristen Joseph saying, you know, hey, TNA or WWE tried to put try to take all of our town. You know, mm-hmm. uh, groups like that and Ring of Honor are more locking up their people so they can't get get just snatched up. Uh, in mass, you know, like like apparently is actually happening with TNA right now, um, and they are trying to, <laughs> and they are trying to make sure um, um, that doesn't happen and, and not be as as loose with a lot of these guys. Um, I don't, do you guys think there's any? Is that better for the talent in these other promotions at this point that they, we see this happening? That they are going to treat them? Not that we thought they were like Ring of Honor or, or, or Lucha was maybe treating anybody differently or worse. I I wouldn't imagine. I think it's better for some guys. Uh, I think if you're, say, the Young Bucks, I believe they're contracted to Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. But you'd have to think that they're a well-known name. They have guys pushing for them in WWE. I would say that they might be a guy that, uh, two guys rather, that could uh, make that jump, so to speak. It's definitely not good for James Storm. Uh, unless this <laughs> no. is all some kind of ruse. I think the person it's worse for is Dixie Carter. Mm-hmm. She's... if as reports go, trying to uh, sell the company, I believe once a majority stake, uh, people looking into buying it, which I believe the Harris brothers are involved. Yeah. Ron and Don, like legit Ron and Don Harris from WCW and the DOA, which is just like, so what was the company they're attached to? Is it like not real estate, but some kind of holding company? I've heard of it. And if I heard the name, I'd probably know it, but if I'm them, I'm seeing all these guys leave. I'm not going to buy the company unless I know guys like Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy. Uh, my EC3 uh, name town is signed because what would stop NXT from going, okay, let's say in the future a brand split happens. They're going to need more talent. Mm-hmm. What stops WWE from going, hey, EC3 and Matt, Jeff, all these guys, why don't you come over? We'll offer you you know, whatever you're making, solid deal they'd kind of have to consider it. So you could see a mass exodus from TNA if it even exists. And I'm one that I actually want it to continue on because you, you need Coke and Pepsi, even if Pepsi is kind of being sold in mom and pop stores, not at Walmart. So I don't have a blue balls reference for that, but, uh, (laughs) but, but you need both to at least some extent. And well, it's, they're getting off a ship. I don't know if the ship is sinking, but they're getting off. Another option for wrestling fans, another option for wrestlers to work, another option for creative wrestling angles. You know, I mean, no, yeah, we, you know, whatever we are down on TNA, we were the biggest supporters of TNA a good seven years ago. <laughs> To be yeah. honest, like this, this was almost a TNA show for a while, you know, <laughs> when we were talking about it. Going back to these guys being signed by NXT, or by NXT, it's a chance for people that didn't watch TNA like myself to get to know Eric Young better. You know, I know of Eric Young. I didn't really watch TNA, but I, I want to give him a chance in NXT because you know he, I think he's in better hands as far as like booking goes now. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I, I, I trust you. Want to see what these guys? that have been under the TNA banner for 10 years can do with WWE. I, I mentioned it on the midweek war. I'm interested to see, because I, I mentioned the, on the show that TNA's style of wrestling, at least in the modern, in the era that we're in right now, when it comes to the wrestling that we're seeing, 
not just in Indies or, or anywhere else, but even in WWE, I personally don't feel like their style of wrestling is necessarily um, with the times, I guess is the best way to put it, in, in my opinion, at least for a, a mainstream wrestling company. For somebody that's trying to be like a top contender, I don't think – so I, I, I hope that with Bobby and Eric being signed – they can show a side of them that they aren't necessarily showing in TNA, in my opinion, uh, because you have, you know, a case of where, you know, your Shinsuke Nakamura's are being signed, your your Samoa Joe's, your Finn Balor's, you know, and I think all the talents that are going to be coming in for the Global Cruiserweight Series, like those kind of talents, like you have to not fade into the background, especially like with with what like we talked with Krista Joseph about, like the it, it does worry me the idea that they're, you know, that their mentality is we're going to sweep up all these talents from all these companies mm-hmm. because that just wipes out all the competition. Or they're they're picking. I mean, they they can, you know, they're using it. They have another place to put these, you know, to create a product. And maybe it's uh, they, we, we can pick these people and put them in a place that doesn't necessarily fit with how we do our thing, but we created yeah. our place for them and. If nothing else, to, to to cherry pick these people that aren't necessarily you know uh, new green people because who's coming up? Not the people that not the Apollo Crews that's maybe a little younger in their career, but they're picking out veterans and running with them. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, ground running on this. They're picking up their Samoa Joes, Bobby Roods, and 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 Eric Youngs, and it's going to be ground running because they're not picking up new guys they're, they're guys that we they know will be solid in the brand because they've got 10 years of television they can compare to right yeah so it's it's not developmental necessarily it's just a place where we get to do that a little bit right we get to experiment a little bit like you used to do a, and throw somebody out there on superstars on saturday morning and see how it flies right exactly i mean and that's really what it is it's just a, it's a it's a more exciting superstars and wrestling challenge <laughs> has its own brand somehow. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah. Like we're starting over. We have jobber matches, right? I mean, remembers when Elias Sampson was a bicycling enthusiast that randomly got beat every week? Anybody? Sure. Anybody? Was, now he's the drifter. Was bicycling enthusiast his actual specific gimmick? Like he came out with bicycle shorts on a bike. And... It was a random thing Corey Graves mentioned, I think. <laughs> it was like, like Elias Sampson, he's a bicycling enthusiast. Like, what? You know, are you talking about NXT's brand management? Because WWE has what they do. Uh, NXT's brand management, or, or what I think of when I think of NXT, is almost not WWE. That's yeah. almost what yeah. I think. And I don't think TNA really has what you think of when you think TNA. It used to be the X Division, but now I can't tell you a thing that I think of when I think TNA, other than pop. <laughs> and that I don't know if that's that, that not necessarily in a... In a you know, good sense. It's just what I think for me. And not that I'm really watching, but it, it seems Hardy's. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's the Hardy true. show. And I know. think they've had opportunities with EC3 AJ Styles, but it's kind of, <laughs> we keep stepping on him, Bobby. I was afraid he's going to pull out the horse <laughs> clopping again. No, Sorry, Bobby. No, that's fine. I, I have a, a point or question. Um, do you think WWE is creating their own competition so they can control it? I think it's exactly what they're doing with NXT. I think that's exactly what they're in. And then maybe they're bringing in the fold, all these evolves and progress wrestling and, and they're going to create their own ecosystem. Mm-hmm. They're going to create their own version of the thing that's worked with the Indies, I think. And now it's not about getting to that main raw show. Now 
you can be successful and get exposure through the WWE machine without be, being Rybacked. It we'll talk about a little bit later. Um, can, wow. Can we verb that? Maybe? I was going to say, is that an actual verb? Um, is it, is it a compliment or is no, it an insult? To, no, to well, back, to hurt someone and give them a staff. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of that guy. Never heard of him. No, nope, Don't know then what you're talking to about. Eat a lot of food. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about Ryback a little bit later as well, but, um, but I don't know. Any other thoughts on this? Um, I'm excited. I'm still excited. I want to see what happens. I, I feel like I'm excited for, for, for NXT for different reasons than I was a year ago. Um, I mean, there's it's still the workhorse group of anybody, and um, and I mean, it shows that payback was a, a NXT arrival from a year ago <laughs> in the long run, but with WWE's booking around, like WWE main roster booking around it, um, and I think it's gotten us closer to the promised land of what we want our WWE to be. Closer. No, it's not perfect, but um, I think I think that's what the new era is about, and I think it's 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 promising. Now, what happens when John Cena comes back? Uh, he beats the entire company in about four minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm kidding, sort of. By the way, who also is on top right now? Is all those people? Is our English yeah. podcast up next? Woo. <laughs> Um, all those people that uh, 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 he took on in the U.S. Open Challenge, Sami Zayn, well Neville until he got hurt, you know, uh, you had Kevin Owens, and and they're making a pretty big splash. That's true. Uh, uh, Cesaro is getting a For really second. big push. It's like it's like the John Cena checkmark of approval class was payback. Zack Ryder. Oh, wait, well, no, he did. For, you know, he, he had his mania no, he moment. Did, he, yeah, he did. So he did. I thought that was going to be really cool. And I was, we talked about a raw, raw wrap up last night. I, I think like, great. You have more just from that one thing you did at mania Ryder, And even the, the bro, the hype bros thing, like Ryder has more juice. He's not the guy that you expect to lose. Like he used to be. Uh, that's true. Like in that battle Royal, it's like, he can win this. Like, and you didn't think that. No, and he three was months ago. Next to last, uh, if there was ever a case of stick to itiveness, that's a that's a word. We'll make it a word. It is now. And if there was ever a case of stick to itiveness, I would say the new day, and to a greater extent, Zack Ryder. Because how mm-hmm. long has he been there? Mm-hmm. And uh, and he was up. And then the thing with Eve, where Cena kissed her, but somehow it was Eve's fault, and Cena didn't take. Yeah, I don't know that and whole he got thing. Kicked in the nuts at WrestleMania, and that was his WrestleMania moment. Thank you, new <laughs> WrestleMania moment. And it was like, oh. Oh, I remember him. He man, he was really good. And then he got that moment. And, and what did he do? He went to NXT, created something, saw that he could go do something. Yeah, he did. Like it's like when Big Show got sent to LVW to wake his ass up. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to put it. I mean, that's that's their LVW. It was like go down here, play with these kids for a bit, see if you get motivated again. We'll see what we could do with you. And there he is at WrestleMania climbing a ladder. That's a really good way to put it. Really good way. All right, any other notes before we move on to our next segment, guys? NXT, New yeah, Era. Yeah, I, I had a quick question. <sighs> Alex, we haven't heard from uh, you for a while. Yes. A time Sorry, zone delay. Um, I mean, I, yeah, generally speaking, like, I'm, like, I'm generally just ex- excited for all these guys coming into NXT. Uh, but in regards to Eric Young, does this mean we're going to see uh, that fishing show that he did 
on the WWE Network. We can Shit. only hope. Can we get the his? Can we get syndicated his show from Animal Planet and the Shawn Michaels Hunting Show on Cross WWE? Network? I'm still waiting for the uh, what was it? Steve Blackman Bounty Hunter Show. Wait, was that a thing? Oh sure. yeah. Wow. Sure and then they're gonna and then they're gonna build fish tanks with uh, Titus O'Neil. Maybe we could finally get that Santino Morella sitcom. <laughs> Is there anybody on the roster that doesn't have a secondary show? At least on YouTube or otherwise? Because Emma has a cooking show. That's right. Mm-hmm. She does. You think you think Oh, this is another tangent, but hey, do you think all those have a side hustle. up, up, down, down, all like that uh, Xavier Woods does? You think these are all just like their own like personal pilots to WWE Network? Hey, look what we can do! Please give us this thing because it's more whatever it is. It's more income for them. That's right? true. Yeah. It's another project. We're like, well, you're dropping me out. At least we can do this. Emma got to win. That cooking show's working for. Her. Hey, <laughs> I, I'd eat her cooking. Doesn't like Tyler Breeze have one too? Yeah. Like a show? Did he? Yeah. yeah, it's like just him on his iPhone and stuff, like added together. Like, but like he did it for a few weeks on his own, and the WWE's been posting them now on their channel. Mm. So I'm assuming it's that case of like what they did with Ryder's show, where they're like, "So we're just gonna put this on our stuff." Take and that brass we're ring. We're gonna get part of the money. Take that brass ring, man. Take that brass <laughs> ring. But hey, it's part of the contract. You know, if that turns into something and turns into t-shirt sales or 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 emma does a cookbook or 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 whatever um and, and look what happened tyler breeze gets to wrestle full dust and raw hey, hey that's some entertaining shit i love it uh guys if you want to check out some wrestling you want to check out one bc steel in action coming out with chris larusso uh in the international wrestling cartel you can go check it out it's over at indywrestling.us the place for pittsburgh wrestling Cleveland Wrestling, Prime Wrestling, a lot of best of there from Prime Wrestling. Actually, I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a flying off the digital shelves. Uh, this uh, 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 Women of Prime actually with a lot of familiar faces on there. Um, some that we've seen in IWC most recently: Marty Bell, uh, Veda Scott, Portia Perez, uh, Madison Rain, a part of this as well. And you can go check that out. Uh, digital download over there. There's actually a trailer that's popped up there. You can check out. Um, sassy Steffi. Um, a lot of oh, there's some booty. Um, <laughs> and like I said, International Wrestling Cartel also featured on here. The latest Cage Combat Two actually just got it in the art, so the DVDs for Cage Combat Two up in Clearfield, PA, will be uh, shipping out here hopefully by the end of the week if we get everything in line. Uh, Night of the Superstars Five with Booker T, Abyss. Um, a lot of uh, great Scott Hall was a part of it as well. Um, so go check it out. IndieWrestling.us. Sign up for the newsletter. And, of course, the great column that our own uh, Matt Carlins does around the indies. A great multimedia look, uh, social media look at um, everything that happened in the indies uh, for the weekend. Um, he gets it up there uh, pretty promptly most weeks. Uh, go check that out. IndieWrestling.us. Sign up for the newsletter. Get a free uh, download with some guy named AJ Styles on it uh, from about 2009. Uh, one of the anniversary shows. I believe is Norm Connor's 100th show. Uh, night one that we're featuring on there. I was on that. You were on there? I was. And not to interrupt your plug, but I actually received from Chris LaRusso. Uh, he would like slow-mo footage of him pinning Andrew Pallas. If you could get that up. That was ordered immediately. That was ordered? Yes, was immediately. Ordered. All right. We'll have to ship that to our editing department, uh, Chachi. Uh, so uh, check that out, IndieWrestling.us. BC Steel is with us. Uh, we're going to be talking about Camp WWE. And what did I mean when I said getting Rybacked? We're going to talk about that in a bit more 
Wrestling Mayhem show returns. And now here's um, Eamon talking about how the show has influenced him from the 10-year party. We'll be right back. Oh, a lot of impact. Uh, you know, sort of finding my voice on the internet and, and you know, getting to explore that kind of realm of podcasting. Uh, it's the reason I work in the wrestling business today because uh, I invited a guy who later became my boss uh, on a podcast and he really enjoyed the stuff I did and, and uh, thought I could be a pro wrestling play-by-play commentator, which, you know, wouldn't have happened if I didn't have this show. So um, it's, it's a big influence. It's, it's really sort of helped find my voice in many ways. Uh, and, yeah, it's been a big part of my life uh, since, uh, since I started. We're back, Wrestling Mayhem Show. Uh, having a good time here. BC Steel is in the studio. Woo! Yeah. Laying out the demands from Chris LaRusso, I see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking mm-hmm. through him. That's right. Of course, Alex Cars of uh, Power to the Smarks on the Twitters and the Internets. And, of course, Bobby FJ Town from Floodtown, USA, and InsertCoinToBegin.com, and the voice of Inspire Pro Wrestling, Amen. Two please. So, uh, in lieu of the big question, let's talk about the big guy uh, this week. And it's been approved by uh, Patreon representing uh, Alex Cars. So, thank you for that. Give us a heads up. Uh, but, uh, uh, of course, you know, we had we had Ryback once again on the pre-show taking on Kalisto. And I thought one of the better one of the best matches I've seen on Ryback for a while. They freaking delivered. They stole the pre-show, as it were. Um and uh, I was kind of I was kind of happy for that and to see where they go with Ryback from here. But it seems that there was a little bit of a uh, disagreement with Ryback. He's 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 voiced his unhappiness. I voiced his unhappiness very vocally in an interview. I, I know about being on the pre-show for WrestleMania. Right? He says I wasn't happy with not happy where the big guy's going because third person, as he does, the secret as he does. Um, so, uh, and we know his history with Twitter and his very weird dealings with Twitter. Uh, well, uh, it seems that he's taken to Tumblr, um, as you do. And um, <laughs> I don't Welcome know. Welcome to the new generation. I, I don't know how many of you guys have actually read this, but I think it's very interesting. Basically, Ryback is fighting for equal pay amongst the talent. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, but. He he discusses kind of like how it is that that apparently the winners still make more than the losers in WWE, as in like the winners of the matches is the way he describes it, which I don't think that's directly connected necessarily. Um, but to the point where the guys that are expected to lose, they're doing their job, right? You know, no no pun intended for for jobs and stuff, but they're they're doing the work they're supposed to do. They're making somebody look good, and Ryback made Kalisto look amazing on Sunday night. He did his job. He did well. Um, the winners get more merch, and you know, there's that, and that's an extra perk, sure. But the idea, like the position he's in now, like we we we've talked about with like guys like like Dolph Ziggler. You know, they get in these positions, and you're like, well, how am I supposed to root for these guys and want to buy their T-shirt or anything when they're a guy that I do want to root for, like a Dolph Ziggler? But we're like, well, he's just going to lose again and make this guy kill him, right? Like, like Baron Corbin, right? Um, and he thinks that there should be a little more of an equality here um, for somebody, you know, 
he gets in his position and there's no creative direction with him and he's expected to lose, you know, as he's asked to do and never really, you know, argues with that as, as you do in wrestling. And, uh, uh, but then as you do that more, as you do that, map, you do that more, you become devalued for doing what you're told and eventually being on the top chopping block, as we've seen, you know, many times um, as they're just seen as less valuable in front of the fans and, and, and in front of the office. Um, what do you guys think of this? You know, does he have a point from this? I don't know about, you know, the paying and, and this is his take on it, of course. Um, I'm really curious that this stuff popped up as he kind of mocked CM Punk in Chicago for his entrance. Um, I don't know if you guys caught that on the pre-show, but uh, uh, I don't know. What's your guys' take on this? Well, uh, (laughs) I was waiting for somebody to jump in. I feel like I talked a lot. Uh, (laughs) I was waiting for that horse to come clobbering by. (laughs) But no, it, it's kind of unique because he's really, really putting himself out there. And I believe his contract is up in the next few months. So and, and, Yeah, and the discussion was, are you going to sign? Are you going to sign? And the other thing to this, um, apparently Barrett and Henry, Mark Henry, or like Barrett said, I'm not, I'm not resigning. I'm not happy where I'm at. Uh, Mark Henry apparently is in a similar situation. It's an interesting power play. I don't know what leverage he really has. On the surface, it makes sense. I mean, mm-hmm. it takes two to tango, and if Ryback's a big dude, if he wanted to, he could not do business. Mm-hmm. Don't know what kind of job he would have going forward. It's an interesting power play, but I don't know how you pull it off, and I don't know really if the what you can gain from it outweighs what you're going to lose. Because if he leaves, then what, we'll see Ryan Reeves doing indie shows and, uh, and TNA. TNA. Yeah, I mean, that's TNA the logical or... progression. I'll, I'll, just, think... Go ahead. I'll just end up back in NXT again. <laughs> maybe he'll be in ring of honor he's going to defeat uh cabana and, and go through cabana jay lethal and the entire roster he'll be the third hype bro oh i quit i'm going home I'll see you guys later. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I think there's and that's the other thing i think a lot of guys have also proven that you can make a living post wwe like it was like you know what i don't have to be here i made it here i see what the mountaintop is and i can go do something else you know <laughs> What I picture? I pictured the the Flintstones uh, pterodactyl thing, like if it's a can opener or whatever, and TNA going, "It's a living." <laughs> that should be somebody's gimmick. That. Can we make that happen? <laughs> but again, but again, if done right, people can do like a Cole Cabana does, like a lot of these guys do, and have some sort of you know take advantage of opportunities right uh you know john morrison mundo nitro whatever uh has been doing acting and all these other things and lucha underground and and being relevant and 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 growing you know um aj styles walked away from T- uh, you know sh- pretty much short thing with tna that he's been with forever and had loyalty to go make a holy crap name for himself and now look at him at wrestlemania Right. And, and fighting for the title four months into his, his WWE career. Uh, there's other ways to raise your stock, you know, and it doesn't have to only be in the eyes of WWE itself. While we say that the, you say that, you, you know, you're saying like 98, 99% of the game, you know, I mean, it's yeah, but there are other games you can play. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it may not be that. That uh, you know, big six-figure paycheck, but you can mm-hmm. make a comfortable living. And I don't know what his living expenses are, but you he, can. He eats a lot. 
Well, he, apparently he eats a lot. Well, he better. I know he's the feed me more thing. He's going to uh, be getting fed pretty well because when a guy comes off TV, the Indies are going to be all over him. Guys are yeah. going to book them. So at yeah. least for the short term, he'll have a decent windfall. And I guess uh, I don't know the royalty situation, but he's been on a lot of pay per views and stuff. So he'll have some money coming in. Maybe he'll write a book. Might as well. Maybe he'll do porn. And again, I brought and the show. I brought the show to a screeching halt. Uh, I'd like to back. thank you, thank you, Sorg, for my first and last appearance. Uh, <laughs> it's not the worst. Feed me more, indeed. Uh, no. <laughs> Feed me worse. <laughs> oh, no. Come see Ryback in his Terrible. debut film, Feed Terrible. Me Wars. <laughs> Sonny and Ryback star it in. Eamon, you work around the business, kind of. Uh, what do you think of this? <laughs> Wait, what? what? About the porn thing? <laughs> <laughs> no, not that business. Yes, what are your thoughts on porn? Sure, okay. No. Um, I'm, I'm in between on, on this one. Right now. No, about right back. We're all tangent. Um, no, I, I, I can understand his point of view. I can understand people because I mean we we forget sometimes money plays a factor in a lot of these things. Like yeah. it's not it's easy. Bobby, stop! It's easy to God damn it! It's easy to like you know for people to be like oh you know I'm doing this because I love the business or, or I always wanted to be a wrestler or whatever. But like you know, God damn it, Bobby! What? <laughs> you know what you're doing? Anything. Fucking laughing over there! I see you. Do anything. Um, but like money is an important part of this whole thing. If you're not getting paid to do your job and, and be a wrestler, like, you know, you have to make the best decision for you uh, business wise. I'm done. Bobby, st- <laughs> <laughs> just just laughing his head I muted myself and I wasn't laughing. I can see your face. No, I wasn't. <laughs> Waiting me for everything. Well, Bobby. Bobby, do you have any opinion of Sans laughter? Um, uh, like Mike said, maybe he'll go to Lucha Underground. I said, I hope not. I hope he goes to TNA so I never have to see him again. <laughs> no. Uh, but I, I'm not a big fan of Ryback. Uh, I, I just never really clicked. He never really clicked with me. Uh, I never got over the, uh, yep, yep, yep. It's what I do. <laughs> uh, I, I just, I, I just never, he never clicked with me. So I, am I hurt that he's gone? Not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not officially hey, gone hey, yet. He's he's definitely oh, yeah, off TV. He's not officially gone. It's yet, not looking I mean, great. He's, TV. he's not looking great, but um, so um, eh. I, I, yeah, calling out the bosses eh. on this one is not a a, a great it way to. It could work out in his favor though, too. It could be. I mean, it, it could like Vince could say, "Well, this guy has balls standing <laughs> up to me." Well, goddamn, give him a raise. God damn it, I love that kid. <laughs> WWE Films is going into porn. Somebody get, get me Tammy on the phone. Wants. We got in trouble with Tammy jokes on the show before. So, I, Hey, I love her. This might be a name drop, but I met her when I was 16, so I, I love Tammy Sitch. Ooh. Hey, that was a long time ago, too, as we've discussed. I was 16 a long, long time ago, so I love Tammy Sitch. <laughs> oh, boy. Um... Anyways, uh, no, I, I, I think um, um, he's got to be super frustrated to get to this point. And it is a good question. Like, what happens when, when you know, the, the stock has dropped and we've seen Dolph Ziggler lose for the millionth time, even though we know he's talented as shit. 
right? Um, right. Or why isn't Cesaro getting somewhere? And now it looks like he might be. And, and we'll, we'll see what happens with that. You know, yeah, Bobby's representing with the Cesaro section, of course, over there. Yeah, right. um, he showed off camera. Uh, but um, oh, yeah. they, there they, you go. There it is. There it is above the title. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Represent that Cesaro section. <laughs> uh, but, but again, you know, what is it that takes something like that? It's an intangible thing, too. Um, but you know, is it okay to just be a jobber and not be in fear of your job at this point? And Carpenter apparently, apparently Ryback thinks that he's he's concerned because he's seen it happen to so many guys. Um, you know, but maybe you come around and have a Zack Ryder moment and guarantee. Um, he also seems like somebody that's not happy with just being around. You know, yeah. As Which, a, hey, I mean, that's a good thing in the long run, like. Yeah, I, I think it's you know you see people. I think one thing we complain about certain people in WWE, it's like, oh hey, you've been there for how long? You're kind of just holding up a space now, and people are to find stuff for you to do almost, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm admiring his Tumblr page over here because there's a oh, <laughs> that's over- pretty great. Yeah, well, that's what that's what I wanted to add. Um, I read the Ryback thing until I got to the Sherlock GIF at the bottom of his page. The, Where the the Sherlock GIF fan fiction. That he posted. Wait, is oh, I'm on the individual. Hold on, I'm going to his archive right no, now. No, I'm, I'm just kidding because it was on Tumblr. Oh, but, okay. oh that's, what, that's what usually goes on. The I was going to say I'd buy it. What is this promo um, code? Wait, wait, wait. Pro, I, promo code the big guy at fuelmeals.com, ten percent off. What is happening here? Uh, is this for real? But, um, in all seriousness, no, seriousness though, I do see his point about paying uh, the. Carpenters, as Stan Hansen uh, called them, which I actually love that term because they do build up the main talent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they should be paid equally. They they they're they're as much part of the show, and they're they they have as much value as the they wouldn't the the big stars wouldn't be the big stars without the little guys to beat up on. So or, I mean, at least bump them up a little bit. Or the big little guys in this case. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Interesting. So that's just my two cents. Well, we'll see what happens in the tale of Ryback um, and, and, and where it may go from here. Uh, so I'd like to see him in IWC if that comes around. Hey, if, he, if he needs management, there I know a guy. There just you saying. go. There you go. Hey, Luke Gallows, he made an appearance just a couple years ago. Now look at him. He's he beat the crap out of me once. He did he? He did. His second mat, his second show ever, his idea of a chop was a punch to the chest repeatedly. So yeah, I have it on t- it was not uh, my best moment. So he, he did a little he did pretty well after that though. I think he went on to some success. Yeah, a little bit. A yeah. little bit. A little bit of a divergent. Something about a bell. Um but other than that. Um from there. Let's go from from uh, the intentionally lewd with Camp WWE. Uh, once again, a little bit from uh, Riz's email here as he chimed in as I wait for my page load to bring his email back up. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Uh, but I think most of us here have seen Camp WWE at this point. Is that is mm-hmm. that accurate? Fresh watching it. He has some thoughts. Uh, he also uh, uh, he says uh, this time uh, as a review of a certain show that appeared last Sunday night. This show was filled with action adventure and Ric Flair having sexual relations with many things. Hmm. Clean a bear twice. Uh, I didn't expect 
I didn't expect to like uh, Camp WWE. I had zero hopes. But I liked the mindless humor. I liked uh, Ren and Stimpy when I was a kid. I liked Robot Chicken when I was an adult. And this is around the same type of humor that I expected from everyone involved. Ric Flair, Vince McMahon, Seth Green, everybody. I didn't expect to have a family-friendly, sensible comedy with plot points and character development. We had three hours of cartoony drama played out in front of us uh, with plot points and a lot of character development. It was also 11 p.m. and my brain shut off um, after the pay-per-view. So it probably made it better um in short it's going uh, i'm going to give it another shot i enjoyed it i don't expect anyone else to enjoy it <laughs> um and and camp to me was like exactly what i expected except everything in the promos was in his first episode holy crap um that i tire of a little bit uh but but it was interesting to see how WWE talked about it. It was interesting to get a notification on Monday afternoon from the WWE app saying, uh, uh, go see Ric Flair have relationships with a bear right now on WWE Network. It's like, what? Um, or the... <laughs> uh, somebody get Plumber on the phone. I have a great idea for IWC. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, and, uh, but... But that was the takeaway uh, from, from a lot of you okay over there. Uh, I need to download the app now because I would love to have that notification on my phone. <laughs> I took a screen cap of it and tweeted it. I was like, what? what is happening right now? And I saw the show already for the night before. So I had to. Um, but to the point where they made, they made a, a hold up moment on both the pay-per-view on Monday night to say, by the way, all the rest of the shows will remain PG. Don't worry about it. By the way, good time to remind you, there are parental controls on WWE Network. Go check your, your device. Uh, so there's that. I, I actually felt that, like, especially with what they prefaced when they said that, like, I don't know. I expected a certain like, level of raunchiness from the show. I mean, obviously, like you said, Rick Flair, you know, having relations with the bear. But, like, I I don't know. I kind of expect – I had the, the expectation of, oh, this is going to be really, really raunchy and really, really, like, kind of crazy like and it was good but i mean it wasn't i don't know i i i wasn't personally a fan of the first episode um i'll keep in mind and say the fact that i was a fan of the first edgy christian show episode and then they got better so I'll, I'll 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 put that i'll keep that in mind but i feel like the reason that show got better was they reached a point where like these my big thing with their first episode was they were telling jokes that wwe has constantly told they were making fun of like the, all the jobbers or all the occupational wrestlers from like the nineties, mm-hmm. and they were making fun of WCW. Like, great. Like, what else? You know. And then they reached that point where the where they were like, "We don't care anymore. We're gonna make fun of TNA. We're gonna make fun of CM Punk's UFC debut. Like, <laughs> we're gonna, you know, actually make this like kind of a, a cool something." Uh, I I hope Camp WWE reaches that point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's exactly what I was gonna say. I'm like, we did, we didn't really care for Edge and Christian right off the bat, but you know they grew on us, and mm. and I think this has the potential to do that. I mean, it was the first episode, basically the pilot. Um, but you're introducing these characters because they're not really like their WWE counter, or the, they're kind of yeah. are. But the one character I did not like was Stone Cold. <laughs> I did not like how they represented Stone Cold. Right. Um, yeah. The best characters, Ric Flair, 
I, I I busted out laughing when he said, sometimes it's when I see my Asian friend Jimmy Woo or whatever it was. And he goes, Woo! <laughs> oh, that was, I, I laughed so hard at that. I don't know why, but it was great. Um, Triple H and Stephanie were really good. Um, Vince was Vince, you know. That's basically how I expect Vince McMahon that, to act. I feel like that is closer to the real Vince McMahon yeah. than anything. Yeah. God, I hope so. Well, <laughs> Uh, and just maybe my, you know, pickiness. I'm upset that only some of them are voiced by the actual people. Yeah, yeah. Well, well the, the adults you have, you have Ric Flair, you have Vince McMahon, and then, like, nobody sounds like they're actual. Sergeant Slaughter. Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. But Triple H just doesn't sound anything like, like Triple H. You but know what the, I mean? Like, don't you love, though, that they make fun of the, nah. You know, with yeah, that, yeah, like yeah. They, I mean, they, 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 they hit that point. But everybody else is not an adult, so you have an the excuse girl. not to get everybody in for that. So it's the girl a, that plays Stephanie sounds like her. I think mm, a little bit. It, it's how you would imagine Stephanie as you see her now, as yeah. that age, versus what we actually saw with her as that age in the Attitude yeah. Era. Um, Right? Yeah, that's yeah, true. That's yeah. true. I mean, like, it's a little weird, but you know, um, Triple H. I keep forgetting is Triple H because you don't. Yeah, like some of the character designs, you don't look at them like, oh, that's that's Roman Reigns, that's Big Show. Like, that's just some dude, right? <laughs> you know, I, I loved our truth. Little Roos of a hug. Oh, our truth was great. Our truth was amazing, and I really hope that's what Vince is like. Like, I hope he would pull out a bar. I can't wear this, probably. Like, I really <laughs> hope that that is what he's like. I've heard mm-hmm. he's intimidating, but that's how I now picture Vince But Batman. also, he has the worst and raunchiest sense of humor. Hence, what, I mean, look, remind, remember, he has the last say-so. And remember the kind of potty humor that came mm-hmm. out, especially in the Attitude era? Who do you think thinks dropping shit on somebody's head is a good idea that's to fine. end wrong? Yeah. Remember when Vince gave JR a colonoscopy? Well, goddamn, that's a reason. That's ratings, damn it. Yeah, I mean, that's where we're at. And now it's a show that completely hones in on his personality trait and and pulls it up to 11 and puts it in cartoon form. So we're allowed to do it and and we're cool. Right? Right? I guess we can do stuff as long as it's in cartoon form. So. I can't wait to see what's next. <laughs> I mean, I really can't. I loved it. I expected that this was going to be hokey and, and kind of the the goofy John Cena type humor that mm-hmm. sometimes we get where he's talking about poopy and, and Duck Dynasty jokes to the Wyatt family. Mm-hmm. And from the first five, ten minutes, I was like, okay, I can watch this. And it's only 22 minutes, 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I'm investing a lot of time into it. Right. Unlike mm-hmm. Raw where you get three hours of, of stuff. Right. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's got, so, so the other question is, uh, I think it was an article, I think Justin Labar, uh, wrote last week. It says, uh, the attitude era returns to WWE in camp WWE, right? It makes sense, right? It, it, it's, it's a lot of that attitude, no pun intended. It's a lot of that, that thing, which also then lends me to, okay, they're branching into this first TVMA. Uh, experimenting it's animated we're working with somebody in the industry what have they done they've done um let's do a show with the guy from jackass let's do something with jerry jerry springer because we can and they got a good relationship with him of course uh let's do something with the guy uh they're calling in all their hollywood favors at this point right um and that gives it a validity because seth green's working on it that's the 
freaking robot chicken guy and everything else that he's been involved in, right? Uh, so it adds a level to everything. So so we're 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 diving in this MA rat you know area. Could this lead to maybe not an ECW as in we're gonna have blood and guts, you know, back in the I hope not, just for the safety of the wrestlers, but maybe a wrestling show with um more adult content that's new stuff that they get to spread their wings like they've done with NXT creatively, but in a TV fourteen TVMA area. And if they find that this flourishes and there's a demographic for it, it could be something else that they provide. Do you do you guys see a future where they could present a wrestling show TVMA on the network? I think that Sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I definitely think that's the case. Like, they're, they're able, I, as long as it's labeled properly in a sense, like, they can present anything they want. Like, uh, there was the talk about them doing that, um, and I know they filmed, like, an episode for it, but that WWE Kids, where it's, like, basically G-rated. Like, I hope that's me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wouldn't that be amazing? Um <laughs> But no, I mean they can—they uh, have the capabilities of doing it absolutely. Mm-hmm. And now they're, they're at this point where they don't have to be just Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw is the 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 sanitary wide swath to capture as wide a net as possible on Monday night, right? Right. Be it time being three hours and also the content, right? Um, then you have NXT that's more what, what I called earlier the workhorse show. So there, that, there's that hardcore wrestling audience there, and then we can do hardcore in a different fashion, you know, on the network. They can start super serving all these things, and like you have Netflix that says, "Eh, a lot of people watch the old Danger Mouse. Let's go uh, see if we can order up some new episodes of Danger Mouse twenty years later." Right? Um, they're seeing. Well, people are still watching a shit ton of ECW. People are watching this Camp WWE. Let's venture down this way. Let's see what we can do this way. You know, they 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 have those numbers. They have to, right? And are are they going to respond to those numbers as much? I think NXT and Takeover specials are a direct response to those numbers. Have to be, have to be at this point. I think there was a marketing survey a while ago and uh, talked about. Uh, wrestling news sites like Wrestling Observer, uh, PW Torch, things like that, and the target demographic were teens or 20s in the Attitude Era. So they're late 30s, early 40s, between 30 and 40s. And I think that the idea behind that was that the main WWE audience that watches their TV that spends money on the product is that same age range. Mm -hmm. So while I know that the idea of it is that it's a kid-friendly product, you got to think, well, who's getting the kids into it? Obviously, the parents. Where did the parents come from during that time? So it could be kind of dipping their toe into the water of let's see if this flies. If not, okay, we'll just cut it and it'll never be heard from again. Or maybe we can kind of venture down that road step by step and see where we can go. It's not like USA would doesn't have raunchier shows than WWE. So, I mean, if you watch some of their programming, some of the stuff on there is is, – I was going to make a silk stockings reference, but I don't know if anybody will get that. <laughs> no, no, no. We make it like every other week no. on this show. Um, uh, well, even I remember back when Raw was still two hours, and they have NCIS before, and you know, you you catch the last like five minutes while you're waiting for Raw to start. And I remember somebody getting shot in the forehead. Yeah. Right before Raw comes in, that's TVPG. 
yeah. you know i mean that the, the, there's that weird weird double stare it was like well i can't see you know we can't say damn we can't say you know shit in the 10 o'clock hour on raw but i can watch this girl get shot in the freaking forehead right before walker, i tune into this yeah walker texas ranger once told a kid he had aids on the show <laughs> That's not. Do you remember that? Oh, <laughs> uh, it's I. I love that reference because I know exactly the episode he's talking about. I've only seen that part. The only thing I know is Haley Joel Osment. I think that's who it was. <laughs> really? Is that that's what it was? Is that Haley Joel Osment had AIDS? Well, the the character he was playing had AIDS on that episode. That is probably <laughs> and that was the lead into Raw. Yes. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't like Haley Joel Osment. You have AIDS. Up next, Mabel or something like that. <laughs> Uh, that's a, are there a lot of Mabel references on the show? Because that's two. So there is today. Okay, well, yeah, and Blue Balls references and all kind of. But yeah, but that was the that was the where they. I can't stop thinking about that scene now. Oh, another ten points to you, good sir. Walker told me I had eight, <laughs> and he's like, he's kind of upbeat about it. Not to get off on the tangent, but he's like, was, like he doesn't know what it is. He's like, Walker says I have AIDS. I'm gonna have people help me out now. It's like, kid, not that kind of AIDS. Oh man! Uh, I see dead people. Best, the best thing was, Eamon, go watch the uh, Conan clips with Walker Texas Ranger Lever. Oh no! <laughs> yes, yes, is the best. It and it good. was on before Raw. It was. No, this is a part of history. For many years. This well, is part of history. There's been a lot of stuff after Raw too. I mean, we made the joke yeah. about silk stockings, but I'm gonna age myself. La Femme Nikita. Yeah, was yeah. a show that uh, was a little bit raunchy and little uh, sold sex it was a, little a little bit sexy. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, best. I mean, the whole idea was she was a spy that didn't wear a lot of clothes. Really, yeah. you know. Well, I love that show. I mean, I was a teenager at the time. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it was a good show. Whatever happened to Pacific Blue? Remember the bike oh, riders? Yeah. Wait, was that was that uh, the Drifters' original gimmick? Was that was he the Pacific like Blue? <laughs> I think we just put it together. There's a there's a there's a there's a, there's a day on promo class at, at, uh, at the performance. Duckman after it too. Duckman. Oh, <laughs> I think that was okay. another hour after. That was an after midnight uh, uh, joint right there. Um, <laughs> but but I I feel like there's a there's a day performance class at uh, or a uh, uh, promo class at the performance center where you can do nothing except USA Network uh, themed promos. You know, and maybe that's where we went. Can I please get hired? Because I think I could, if nothing else, I could nail those. I know a lot of bad oh USA gosh. shows. Do you remember the Picture In a Minute it. ads? In a minute. In a minute. In a minute. Yes. Picture it. Dana Brooke giving your promo and ending it with USA up all night. That would be a tremendous gimmick. Somebody get Triple H on the phone. Just basically anything Hanna-Barbera and call it the uh, USA Cartoon Express. Anyways. Um, oh, wow. Pac-Man. <laughs> All these references. You know, I forgot what I was going to say, but I think Bro, that just, I didn't uh, have cable. This was just like hanging out at my grandmother's for a week every summer, and this is all I know this stuff from. <laughs> well, wait, do we have any uh, Superstars references? What was on before Wrestling Challenge? I think Saved by the Bell, City Guys, uh, Sunday, no. Sunday night, w- oh, uh, Sunday, the, Sunday morning, WF Superstars, uh, the Crystal Cathedral Hour of Power. Wow, I am. Uh, I'm impressed. With, uh, out of Youngstown, something dreams. What's that? California, California dreams. California dreams. California dreams. USA high. I can. Yeah. I can still yeah. sing that song. Not that I'm proud. You know, I, I mentioned in our uh, the interview that I didn't get laid a lot when I was a teenager. <laughs> I think I am now proving that bowling, bad show references, 
and pro wrestling. That, uh, that no, was the but epitome. you definitely had a Kelly Kapowski poster above your bed. So yeah, used to. <laughs> Um, she she was on a USA show. Uh, uh, uh white collar. Yes, yes, yes. And she yes. looked. She looks pretty all right. If she watches this, my Twitter is right down there. There it is. Yeah, Zeus. call me on the Twitter. This shows how old I am. I have a phone Sirens. that you actually have to hold. Just a robot. Sirens. I watched an episode of Sirens, Sirens. Sirens once. It was great. Psych was great. Psych. Oh, Psych was so Psych good. Was amazing. You know, Psych had so many inside wrestling. Re- okay, I'm sorry. I'm turning this into the USA programming hour. I apologize. Again, I'd like to but thank you for my first and last USA episode. Mayhem uh, show. Oh. <laughs> but Psych really did have inside references. They referenced Mark Carano. They, was on a couple times. They referenced Mike Sharp having OCD. Like, who's going to know that unless you know, like, unless you're like a really, really in-depth wrestling fan. That was the right guys got control of the right show to do whatever the heck they like. You, like at a certain point, that show just was like, who do we want to work with? And like the last like two or three seasons was just like a, you know, like you can tell they were like, that's the guy I want to geek out on the set with. You yeah, know, they, they had that power on the show. Like they, they were after like seven seasons. They were like, yeah, let's just do whatever we want to do. Um, they just gladly jumped every other shark. Uh, but anyways, um, I want to put that in the show notes now that we talked USA Network uh, history for like 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> guys, let me know. What did you learn from USA Network this week? Um, what did you learn from wrestling this week, guys? Someone um, go first. All right. Amen? No, someone go first. Someone oh, someone go, go first. first. Well, I'll make this quick because I feel like I've ruined the show with my uh, horrible early to mid-90s no. references. So, uh, no, that enhances. <laughs> I will say I learned this week that TNA, as my voice cracks because I'm a 32-year-old going through puberty, that TNA, no, uh, TNA is the breeding ground to WWE or excuse me, NXT, just as ECW was the breeding ground to WWE in the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. There you go. Next. Bobby? I learned that I can condense Raw down into an hour by watching the Penguins game first and then fast-forwarding through Raw. Um, And I also learned that I'm hoping, since I learned that Shibata lost the Never Openweight title, Maybe this means bigger things for him. He's like one of my favorite Japanese wrestlers right now. Yeah, yeah. So go Shibata. Awesome. Alex, cars, power to the smarks. What'd you learn? I learned that people have a great appreciation for 90s Nickelodeon game shows. They still do after all these years. Tell them why. Plug your shit. All right. Okay, so... Uh, I recently had the chance to partner up with uh, What a Maneuver. Uh, they present uh, wrestling shirts as well as music, podcasts, other other kinds of shirts. Uh, and I am presenting the Legends of the Lucha Temple t-shirt, which if you remember the Nickelodeon game show Legends of the Hidden Temple, it's a take on that in Lucha Underground. It's available in, in 11 colors, including the team colors from the show. Uh, you're talking green monkeys, orange iguanas, et cetera, et cetera, silver snakes, all that good stuff. Uh, so if you go to whatamaneuver.net, look for the pro wrestling shop, you will find the Legends of the Lucha Temple 
shirt there. And I already ordered mine. It's going to be good times indeed. Check it out. That is a sexy, sexy shirt. Great design there. Alex Cars. He also does our, our shirts over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash WMS. Uh, but go support either way. Uh, any of those. WhatAManeuver.net. Legends of the Lucha Temple t-shirt. Wow. It, it, that's more shirt. That's more colors than you showed us. Holy crap. Ooh. Some sweet yeah, blue, purple. They, yeah. They, they've ended up being a total of 11 colors, including wow. the ones from, from the old game show. So Go check it out. That's Perfect. awesome. That's awesome. Hope, hope to see that in some Lucha Underground audience. Uh, very soon. Uh, so, uh, Eamon, what'd you learn? Uh, I learned in wrestling this week. I still can't tell if those Titus O'Neil videos are promos for his new gimmick or not. <laughs> I still Finish. can't tell. Finish it, Eamon. It ends with the USA Network's logo, but I can't tell if that's his new gimmick or not. Uh, I Dude, can't. He came back at Raw. So happy. He got a pop, actually, yeah. Uh, to, but, no, I... I I don't put it past WWE to give him the you've overstepped your bounds gimmick <laughs> where he's just annoying the people, I guess. And I like, didn't, I didn't, too nice. I didn't make that connection. Actually, like, That's what I got out of it. Was yeah. like, oh, the interrupted Dolph Ziggler's comedy thing. Cause he's too nice of a guy and everyone hates him for it. Cause get it. Cause he, cause he, the thing with Vince that one time, I wrestling's weird. <laughs> Well, well, that's a mention. Like, I, I love his uh, his his welcome his uh, return package was those uh, join me at Universal Studios commercials uh, yeah. for several weeks. Those must have been in the can already. Uh, <laughs> interesting. I want him to go to Puerto Rico. <laughs> Wait, to wrestle or to disappear? He just bust. He just bust in, starts eating their food with them. I love that they can't, like, the idea that these guys can't exist beyond the promo packages. Like, we're just going to have Puerto Rico promo packages for the next two years. And, yes. no, and they're never going to debut. Yes. <laughs> See, here's the thing, though. I, I was thinking about this the last couple of weeks. Nowhere in any of these promos do they establish that the, the, the colognes are actually set to debut. It, it, these no. promos are strictly about Puerto Rico. <laughs> it's just a promo package. For that is Rico for all it is. is something- anyway, no, I, I'm just okay. I'm just so <laughs> confused by it because are they supposed to be getting heat off of this? Like, we are they know. supposed to be like, oh, all this great food that we have in Puerto Rico? Ooh, us now, food. Because hey, you know, look, a major heel is somebody proud of their cuisine. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, here's another thing, though. Remember when they kept showing the video packages for Brodus Clay yeah. before he finally debuted? Mm. And then he debuted. And he was the Funkasaurus. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get this and they're just going to be guys. No, we're going to get this and they're going to come right back as Los Matadors. <laughs> God. I did when they were showing the food, though. I wanted Carlito to come up, grab an apple, and spit it in their face. Yes. I wanted that so bad. <laughs> Man, the worst part about it, though, is you can't even get the whole like USA heat off of it because Puerto Rico is a part of the United States. I just want this to lead to Carlitos. Who's return. mad at Puerto so Rico? Faster. Right? That's all this is. I mean, I now I kind of want to visit there. Like, did the did, is is there some kind of strange? <laughs> See, it's working. Did you watch John Oliver? I was going to say Puerto Rico's yeah. broke. 
<laughs> yeah, there's that too. Maybe it's a tourism yeah. video. They've been showing us tourism videos for the last few weeks, and we're all like, they're going to debut. They actually work for the Bureau of Tourism in Puerto Rico. I need like, to get the Hamilton guy to do their theme song when they when they debut. Did WWE like do something wrong their last like tour of Puerto Rico, and this is their payback <laughs> to Puerto Rico? It's like, don't worry. We got hey, you. We have Just a couple. We have a couple of your guys, and we're going to make no. good on this. No, you know what's going to happen? They're going to bring back New Year's Revolution. Was, oh. Didn't they do that pay per view at? Oh, this is all just an apology yeah, for New Year's Revolution. Yeah. It was the first pay per view in Puerto Rico. Wow, yeah. I forgot about like that. the first. This one? is what it's all leading up to. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's the long tail right there. Maybe they'll have it on Chinese New Year Revolution. They can't find it. <laughs> That's what I learned in wrestling this week. Chinese Jesus. New Year's Revolution. <laughs> Chinese New Year Revolution. Oh, shit. What did I learn? <laughs> <laughs> so, Reggie and I learned that the deal. Um, I learned that, uh, oh, geez. First of all, get better, Enzo. Uh, he, we learned yeah, that he got a, we didn't talk about that, but, uh, I learned, uh, whatever something like that happens. I am, because I've seen injuries in person. Um, she's feet from me, uh, practically. Uh, they're very scary, and to see something like that, especially the way he hit it as fast as it was, um, it scared the crap out of me because it hearkened me back to the Rey Mysterio thing in Mexico, uh, the way he hit the ropes with his head. Um, mm. So I was really worried about that in his initial reaction. Uh, thankfully, he was only knocked loopy, um, and, and there wasn't much else from that, apparently. Uh, so so I learned, holy crap, wrestling can be scary and anything can happen. Uh, so uh, be careful out there, guys, all, all you performers out there. You too, BC Steel. No bumps. No bumps. veteran. No, no bump bumps. for less than 500. Okay. <laughs> there you go, promoters. There you go. <laughs> well, there goes my bookings. Yeah, there he goes. Um, but uh, aside from that, um, um, I'm glad a tragedy can turn into a triumph in some of the most amazing um, wrestling memes that have been going on the last couple of days, including the cutout of Kevin Owens uh, with uh, suit cast, suit, suit color Cassidy. And, uh, and, and it, did he just, did Enzo just leave in the gown? Mm-hmm. Is that, so this, this is what happened. And even like the weird one I saw today, that was, um, 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 the, the, the one with Kevin Owens, but they turned, they turned Enzo into Mitch, the plant so and, and Dean in the suit somehow, uh, which was an amazing Photoshop job that thought I was tripping balls while I was looking at Facebook. Um, I think it was over on the, we watch wrestling uh, group. Uh, but yeah, that, so kind of a double ender there on, uh, on, on what I learned. So, well with that guys, BC steel. Yes. It's been, a, it's been a blast. Thank you. I, uh, thank you for having me and uh, anytime you'd like, I'd love to be had. So there you go. You can have him too, at his podcast at one F F podcast, one S F what does the SF stand for? Uh, one step forward. Because Ooh. oftentimes in life, people take one step forward and have to fight taking two steps back. Is that your theme song? Uh, no, that used to be a, a joke about wrestling that we would see this. Uh, Jesse and I, actually, we would see this great stuff. And then it would be followed up with the runny poops. Like, mm. it would just be horrible. And and all the progress made was two steps back. And you can also check me at IWCWrestling.com, mm-hmm. where I will be... Uh, Accompanying Chris LaRusso and anybody else who needs my services, Ryback, if he's available, <laughs> or any of the cast of Pacific Blue, USA High, or uh, Psych, 
can we have a USA Network at IWC where we just like get everybody we can book to do signings and run in by Gilbert Goffrey? <laughs> it was a he was at the gathering and all he did was tell knock knock jokes. <laughs> God. Uh, it was so strange. But everybody was high, and it was one in the morning, and nobody cared. Uh, but anyways, uh, Alex Carr's Power to the Sparks <laughs> at PowerToTheSparks.com. Um, and on Twitter, Power 2, number 2, the Sparks. Join us from California, the state. California. How you doing, Alex? Uh, anything to plug? Anything mm-hmm. coming up? Uh, that's that, that was about it. Uh, like I said, Legends of the Lucha Temple shirt. It's available now on whatamaneuver.net. Uh, pretty excited about that. Um, I enjoy their I'm tweets. Actually work- I enjoy I'm, their tweets I'm also well. working on uh, the, the, the up- I'm also working on upcoming episodes of the Occupy Pro Wrestling Podcast and Chikar in 15 minutes or less. Uh, it's coming back by popular demand. Uh, we've Because Chikar is going to have their next show next, I believe this coming weekend. And so there's quite a bit to talk about. Awesome. So, it's going to be fun. Go, go check those out. That's where I, I uh, learn about Chikara. I will uh, definitely be catching up, learning about Chikara as we go to King of Trios here in September uh, so I can catch up with what's happening. Uh, so go check that out. Great stuff. Uh, and, of course, Bobby FJ Town. Funny, funny Twitters. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> Some of the time. And, and, and Boss Battle going up uh, whenever we can get it up. <laughs> Somebody was just asking about boss battle. Oh, Alex, you need to talk to Alex afterwards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and Let's talk turkey, Bobby. InsertGoingToBegin.com. And, of course, Ammon 2, please, InspireProWrestling.com to hear his voice piece doing things. Yes, indeed. Go check us out. How's Johnny Mundo lately? God damn it. I've told you. <laughs> Your pal. <laughs> Uh, at Amen 2 please on the Twitter. I'm at Sorgatron. Check out everything at SorgatronMedia.com, wrestling and non-wrestling alike. WrestlingMayhemShow.com, at Mayhem Show on Twitter. Check out our uh, video with Bruno San Martino with a bit of a cameo of Dan Marino. Yeah, the guy from Ace Ventura uh, over at Wrestling Mayhem Show uh, on Facebook and the YouTube. And, of course, please uh, uh, subscribe uh, to this and all the other Mayhem shows and uh, share it with your friends. Uh, Join us on Patreon, uh, all those kinds of things. And, of course, uh, drop us a line, goodtimesatwrestlingmayhemshow.com. Four one two two zero six WMS zero. Uh, thank you everybody that's joined us live at wrestlingmayhemshow.com about eight p.m. Eastern time for roughly three hours or whatever the hell we feel like ending uh, of wrestling talk and fun. Sometimes it's not all stuff that we put out there on the podcast, so you get a little bit of extra and stuff. Sometimes we talk about politics for some reason. What the hell did we talk about on Gold this week? Courses. Uh, B- the BC stands for Bernie Club. That was one. Oh, of the there things. was that part. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we talked there about. There was a horse uh, in my room. There, there was a horse. There was a, a horse. A horse is a horse. Of course, of course. So much stuff. Thank you, everybody in the Mayhem Nation around the world, into your ear holes. Mayhem out. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. You guys are cool.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.